1: Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests, events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league from the MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting. Props and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty B L E A V Fifty to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Who's a proud sponsor of the Boss Man Show on your radio? Boss Man Show, friend of the show, UMEs Eastern Shore Hawks, my man Jay Craft doing his thing, Jason crafting from the Boss Man Show out to MEAC. What's up, brother? How you doing, man?
0: Boss Man, it's the first time I've seen you without the fitted hat, man. What's going on, man? Uh, letting the hair out a little bit. I like it. I like it. I wish I could, I could grow my hair out a little bit, but this is all I got.
1: Off season, brother. Off season, I let the hair grow <laughs> off. Season. So, come October eighteenth, I'm gonna clean it off again. It goes to the cash. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. <laughs> <gotcha. I> <laughs> Bro, like, you're heading to your fourth season, really your third because of COVID, the COVID year. So, man, how's it feel in here, coming in here to your third real year, man, or a full season about COVID restrictions, man? How's it been for you guys, man?
0: You know what, man? It's been great just kind of getting the guys going. You know, I think the whole country is excited as official practice is about to start this week for a lot of schools in the country. And, you know, we're just getting our working our way into things. You know, we've got um, seven returners. You know, we've got... Um, uh, I'm sorry, eight returners. And then we've got five new guys on the roster, and uh, so we're, we've got some veterans, and then we've got some new guys to implement into everything that we're trying to do. So it's a uh, it's a process right now. I, I like the balance of of old elder statesmen versus some young blood as well, and uh, we're enjoying uh, just getting ready for uh, for competition.
1: I hear that, man. And you know what's good about it, brothers? Like you got, you got all these guys coming to want to play for you last year, man. You all shocked the world last year. People thought you were the last in the nation. You got 11 wins <laughs> last year, man. Kids played hard as hell. So how was off-season workouts knowing that, hey, we got a bit off of what we did last year to be a better team this year going forward?
0: Yeah, well, that's the challenge. And, you know, I say every time, you know, you take over a bad program when you win 11 games and, and everybody's like, well, you shocked the world or whatever the case may be. That's just how bad, man, at least short basketball has been. But, we're really focused on trying to take this thing to the next step, you know, and keep pushing forward and, and putting ourselves in position to be playing deeper in March, you know, and, and that, that's the goal right now is, is to capitalize off of the foundation that we've laid as being one of the top defensive teams in the country. Um and, and now be able to put it all together and be able to play some more consistent offense, not turn the basketball over, make some more shots and be able to be a team that you can, and look at it and say, hey, that's a team that can compete, not just to win the MIAC championship, but also to win games in March. And that's what we're trying to get this program to. We're trying to do something that's never been done before. Easier said than done, but that's the journey that we're on right now. And keeping these guys locked in and focused on on that you know, is the biggest thing that we're trying to do. Not letting them get too excited about, hey, just because we made a step last year, that that automatically means we're going to be able to just now jump out here and win 20 games. It just doesn't work like that. It's a process and we're going to have to work harder than we've ever had to work before. I like our guys. I like the journey. Now it's time to get it done.
1: Yeah, craft. I saw your non-non-con brother. I'm looking at this uh, ODU, Charlotte, Virginia, GW, Mason, Duke, Temple guys don't want to play you because y'all were so good last year <laughs> <laughs> i was like hold on there's some guys playing my man I, i'm shocked and yeah, surprised yeah. But, talk to me about that man
0: we could we couldn't get the same games that we were getting in, in uh in years past and then you know when you when you start to make some steps forward you know that the same teams don't want to play anymore so there is an upgrade in terms of the quality of talent we're going to play in those non-conference guarantee games you know you get a chance to go play against duke and and Cameron Indoor Stadium, you, you know, so part of that was certain teams didn't want to play us anymore, <laughs> you know. So now, yeah, but to get an opportunity to go play against that, you know, Duke in, in, in a historic building like that with all the history that they have, our guys are excited about that opportunity. Virginia, a program that's won a national championship in recent years, so those are going to be two big time step step ups. We played Temple last year, um, but they've got a lot of guys returning, so they'll be they'll be even better. So you're definitely going to see some some upgrades in the games. And uh, we've also made some upgrades in our talent. And also we've got guys that have gotten better. So we're looking forward to the challenge.
1: No doubt. You have that background development of players, brothers. So I know you're going to you gonna have your guys ready to so talk about that, man. So this summer, how much in those eight weeks did you put in actual schemes versus just letting guys work on their games and getting better all the way around?
0: Yeah, I think you know this is such a, a a society now in basketball where it's just like let's play, 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 play. And you know, I'm still old school in in terms of how I was raised in this business, be a coach, right at Villanova, and the time I spent in the NBA and the G League, and time I spent at the Naval Academy with Billy Lang in terms of play development, like you said, and, and and we spent a lot of time on the fundamentals and you know the footwork and and how to catch the ball and spacing and all those types of things. So when you get to that live competition. You know, you've got those repetitions in where you have that muscle memory to make it happen. So um, we had four weeks in the summertime. You know, a lot, of, a lot of programs have the kids up for longer. We came up for the third session, had a good four weeks of skill training in, and we just finished our fourth week of preseason. So we're heading into week five right now. And we're still, even today, going to be doing some skill development. Every day is going to be something within skill development, even when we're in full fledged practice mode, because guys got to get better. They got to get better with the shot. You know, we're not always going to have the best players, so we got to get the good players that we got, keep getting them better so they can go out there and do, um, you know, great things when they get to the games.
1: And who are some of your key, key returning guys that people need to look out for this year, brother? We got a lot of
0: returning guys um, that, that are household names for us. You know, I think the, the number one guy that probably stands out is Deshaun Phillip, who has been an all-conference player for us the last couple of years. Uh, was an all-rookie player for us as well. He's a senior, 6'5 guard, played multiple positions for us, um, has led our team in steals multiple years. Um, he'll be back playing on and off the ball. Keyvon Boyles is a guy, 6'2", 6'3 guard. Lefty that's continued to get better. Um, he'll be back in the rotation, a guy that, that's everyone seen as a senior. Uh, Zion Styles, high-flying athletic guy. A lot of the, the highlights you see in those games, the weekend steals get out and transition, and he's out there throwing it down with – you know, ferociousness and, and tenacity. You know, he's a six four wing player that brings a lot of energy on the defensive end and, and is a, a a great attack in the rim on offense. Cohen Thompson, who's stretched the floor, played a lot of four for us last year, but could play some five as well, Six eight shooter. Nate Pollard, an under, one of the best undersized bigs in the MIAC, you know, close to averaging a double-double last year, um, was on the all-defensive team. So, A lot of guys, and then we add some new pieces to the equation as well. Um, We also returned Chase Davis, who's on the all-rookie team, 6'2", combo guard. You know, a lot of guys coming back um, that are going to be guys that you're going to look at to do some special things. And then, you know, we got some good recruits that came in here as well. Amadou Fafana, grad transfer from Canisius, you know, started every game for them uh, at the point guard spot. New York kid uh, that's going to come in and give us some more depth at the point guard position. Um, Troy Hupstein was a big uh, All-region player in JUCO and, and Panola Junior College in Texas brings in some size for us at six seven, two fifty, uh, actually two forty. Just a strong body kid and Victory Naboya, six eight, long kid from the DMV that can block shots, you know, and, and run the floor. So I'm probably forgetting somebody, but uh, you know, we got a lot of different um, guys coming back and a lot of mix of guys coming in that are going to be able to give us, uh, uh, you know, the the opportunity to have some different flavor in our rotations this year.
1: No doubt. And then do you feel like you guys going playing a tournament last year? Also, you know, you guys, uh, you know, winning more games, helped you recruiting this time around. The guys actually believe what you're selling out on the show. and say, hey, this what somebody could be a part of.
0: You know what? I think anytime you, you it, it gave us a little bit more to show. You know, I think the guys that came here, shout out to our original recruiting class that's still here, you know, and the Deshaun Phillip and the Kevon Boyles and Glenn Jojo Anderson that's, that's here as seniors now. Those guys, they came in blind, (laughs) you know, they came in and said, you know, here's a new coach here. And, you know, a place that hasn't done much and um, we didn't have a lot of data to show them. We just could tell them what we wanted to do, what we were striving to do. You know, now the last crop of guys that came in this year, they were able to see glimpses. Okay. Here's Maryland Eastern shore beating Fordham in double overtime. Here's (laughs) here's them going toe to toe with UConn, you know, Hey, we're going to play Duke next year. And the upgrades that we've made to the locker room and, and, and things that we're striving to do now in terms of facilities and they they this new wave got a chance to come in and see some things that have been done and see some things that we're striving to do and have a little bit more data. So yeah, it definitely helps anytime you get your program out in the national eye, have some success. And, and like I said, we're just hungry for more success. you know we, we we're excited about the things that we've done and built, but uh, we, we also want to do more. and um, and I think we've got a group of guys that's looking forward to that
1: challenge. No doubt, man. And, and I wish they would give you all all more glory to MEAC, man. The swag. I'd be like, hey, look at y'all they, those that that all oh, those the black conferences. So we, we don't care what they do. You know, it's like they're not, they're not that good. The, ball, the ball's good in you all conferences. You just gotta watch it, you know. Don't go yeah. no, the HBCU's conferences. Don't let make the meak and the swag. But how do you feel as a coach when you hear the people the the media that's not who who don't care about you other than when something bad happens, always down the conference? It's crazy, right? unless something bad happens. <laughs> no, it's good basketball, man. I think,
0: you know, uh, unfortunately you put the HBCU tag on it. And for some reason that, 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 that creates the stigma that it's not good basketball, which is such a negative connotation or perception of, of HBCU athletics in, in general. You know, I think that you see what Deion Sanders is doing with Jackson State in football and, you know, and, and basically just trying to say, Hey, we're here and this is good football. And I think to see the same thing happening in HBCUs for basketball, you see what Rob Jones at Norfolk State's doing. You see what Lavelle Moulton at, uh, at North Carolina Central has been doing for a long period of time. And, you know, you see what Howard's trying to do. And you see what Maryleason show. We've got a new administration here that's, that's trying to push this thing forward. And you see what Morgan State's doing and Dell State and Coppin State and all these great teams and great historical black colleges. And, you know, there's a brand of basketball now that's being played at this level, that's different than it's been in the past. It's always been gritty, it's always been scrappy, but now you got a new wave of coaches that are coming into these institutions and you got new administrations coming in and it, the flavor is now starting to change and it's starting to become more innovative and, and, and it's a, a league right now and HBCUs as a whole is on a on rise. So it's good basketball, it's great coaching and I'm um, excited to be a part of it.
1: No doubt, man. I gotta ask you, man, uh, how much do you being around the G League and being on the NBA, how much you decide maybe you want to put in some NBA schemes with, with with your guys and use some of those same concepts with your guys? I know, in, of course, in college ball you can, you can really zone up for real, NBA yeah. really hating zone up for <laughs> real. But do you ever think how much you look at those on, on, on the film and say, "Hey, I want to put these concepts on my guys, kind of see if we can, we can do these things too."
0: Yeah, I think you talk to our guys. We're a very uh, probably NBA kind of driven program in terms of how we do things, not just in terms of our offensive schematics, you know, and how we space the floor and our four-round one or our five-out concepts and driving kick motion and things that we do that's similar to what we did when I was with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, you know, we also take a lot of pride in load management. You, you know, I think at the college level, if you've never been in the NBA, you don't really completely understand what that looks like. Um, and I think that the the load management piece is something that I've really taken from the NBA, and we apply it to the college, you know schemes here and what we do. So there's schematic things that we do offensively and defensively that will mimic uh, some pro stuff to also not just help us um, be competitive and be different than other college programs, but also give our guys a chance that when they do get that opportunity to try out, they're hearing the same type of terminology they're doing similar types of drills and they're able to run certain flow offensive concepts that will be required of them in an nba tryout or something like that or a g league tryout so we try to give them that flavor but the low management uh jr is something that i think is a big piece that could have taken from the pro level like right now this week everybody's going from eight hours to now 20 hours <laughs> you know like 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 oh it's time to start full-fledged practice let's go out there And if your kids have just been, depending on when you started school, like we just started school three, four weeks ago, for our kids just to go from eight hours to 20 hours, just because it's what it's supposed to be on the calendar, isn't always the best thing per your roster or per where your bodies are. You know, so we don't really get caught up in what everybody else is doing. We say, okay, how many hours makes the most sense for our team and where we are? And let's make sure we're managing the bodies. We might not need to go from eight to 20. Maybe we go from eight to 14. (laughs) <laughs> you know, for this week and next week, see where our bodies are and then make the jump to 18. And now instead of us having a bunch of injuries early in the season, which you see a lot of across the country, we're managing our bodies and giving our guys a chance to actually build into something instead of beating them down. So that that's, you know, we kind of simulated what we learned in the NBA. and We put that translate that to the college level. And hopefully we're able to get the best out of our guys when it's time to get the best out of. them.
1: And, you know, that's just so true, because a lot of coaches who are, are hard noses this, this time of year, the guys run out of gas come February and March. <laughs> I won't name no any next because I, I know them personally, and I'm like, it's kind of like what you're doing. But okay, so I know some friends who are having their guys in the business going hard right now.
0: Yeah, and listen, go, going hard for us is going to, every time we step on the floor, we're going to be intense. You know, I, 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 if we do something for 45 minutes, it's going to be an intense 45 minutes. If, if we do something for 90 minutes, it's going to be an intense 90 minutes. You know, we try not to go past two hours in anything that we do. Um, you know, but it, it's it's going to be hard. You know, it's going to be intense. And we try to take the film sessions as an opportunity for us to take a step back. You know, relax, watch things, slow things down. So when we're in actual practice, it's going, it's moving. So to play for me, you got to be able to adjust on the fly. The same way you're going to have to in the pro game. You're not going to have a lot of stoppages. <laughs> you know, so exactly. we do a lot of our teaching and our learning in film sessions and in the actual activity of the practice. We're going to move, you know, and one of the things when I was a player, I never liked when it got stopped so many times. I Once we got going, I want to go, you know, so I don't want my body getting cold. So once we get warm, it's going to be on and popping. And then we're going to take advantage of the film sessions to to really break some more things down. So try to get in their minds to learn on the fly is what you're going to have to do anyway to be successful in games and make adjustments. And we try to utilize practice the environment to be able to prepare them for that.
1: Shout out to uh, shout out to my favorite little thing out of Lagone Craft Synergy. That's how I watch all my film and I know what's going on. <laughs> that's how I to break it down for you. <laughs> that's how I'm going to break down these little hawks for you people. Synergy yeah. gets me gets me going, folks. That's what i use every day.
0: <laughs> JR breaking down some synergy bag, getting this getting this analytics game tight.
1: <laughs> you guys already know how many times Trey ever want a, a one five pick and roll hundred percent of the time. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Good stuff, man. Good stuff.
1: Yes, indeed. Well, let's talk about this in the NBA, man. MAU Doker, brother. Now, I, I personally used last week to talk about Brett Favre personally, because I'm like, I grew up poor as hell in, in Atlanta. You still have money for people who way on welfare, Brett Favre. So I said, why are we talking about my man, even if not Brett Favre, though? But I, I know why, but that's why the boss is going to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, before I take going further, a college coach who was not black called me and asked me why my my I, why am forth on my show? He asked me, JR, I th- thought you liked white people. Sometimes like, <laughs> you always, how like the bad stuff white people do. I said, I said to his coach, I have a show. I'm a black host. I have to call <laughs> out stuff that at the mainstream white media won't call out. Yeah. That's why I have the boss man show. I'm independently black owned radio show. Yeah. 100%, yeah. I own this so. I'm what I want yep. well, to talk about. Brett Favre. your meeting is about MA Udoka for 24 hours. <laughs> but I'm gonna hit Brett Favre for, for four yep. hours. Okay, mm-hmm. so but bro, a college coach who has been on my show as a guest called me that asked me, was I racist? I know I, I hate white <laughs> people? Because I want to like Brett Favre. Oh man, funny stuff, right?
0: That's crazy. That's crazy, man. <laughs> but email man,
1: brother. Don't 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 you know you
0: don't beat where you eat? Oh man, Ime, Ime. First off, you know, shout out to the amazing job he did as a coach last year. Yes, you know, in terms of getting that team to the NBA finals in his first rookie season as a head coach, uh talented team. This is an unfortunate season um for them, for the organization, you know. And I gotta say, just first off you know, you know, as we shut him out for what he was able to do basketball wise. Now, you know, we don't have all the information in terms of what transpired, but obviously it was bad enough for them to feel like they had to suspend him. So it's an unfortunate situation, not just for the organization, um, in terms of just the fans, I mean, for, for the players. And I mean, this is all happening right on top of starting training camp. It's mm-hmm. a tough spot to put the organization in. Now, outside of all that, Nia Long is your Nia Long is your lady. So Leo Long is like a national treasure, <laughs> you know, in, in the black community right now. So, um, you know, like, 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 it's it's a it's an unfortunate thing across the board, but it's also a reminder, you know, a good educational time for our, to to educate our guys and, and you know in athletics about you know just professionalism in athletics and and, and like you just <laughs> you said, don't beat what you eat, you know, and, and just there's way too many opportunities for you to be able to find, you know. To do that outside of your workplace, and especially, it's unfortunate, like I said, because you know he's actually with Nia Long, and I mean it's Neil Long, man. Like it's Nia Long, like, <laughs> like, yeah, Nia Long, the best man. It's it's Nia Long, like Love Jones. It's Neil Long, man. <laughs> you know, like,
1: like yeah, Neil Long, Jr. Yes, yeah, you got and, Nia Long. You got her, and I'm like, and, what and what I you said, doing? I said this too. I said, I said, I said, I, said, I, said, I first heard, it, I said. It had to be some non-black girls. <laughs> it was a it was a black chick that went went down this way. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: I listen, I don't know. I saw, you know, I think it was unfortunate that everybody assumed it was uh the vice president of um player personnel or player operations. Um I forget the woman's name. Everybody immediately assumed it was her. Yeah. I'm glad it came out that it wasn't her. But um, we don't know who the actual people are. We've seen some rumors and things like that, but JR, knee along, man. You got knee along. What are you doing? You got knee along. Exactly. What are you doing? <laughs> hey, you I'll be very along.
1: happy with that <laughs> if I had that. I, I don't. I don't know why you had that wandering eye, but as being in, in the NBA, I, I understand it. And see, when you are assistant coach, you can get away with this kind of stuff.
0: <laughs>
1: you the head coach, you can't.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I think yeah. that that's where he messed up it.
0: Been an assistant for a long time now in the head coach chair and they had a successful year, but you know, so you know, like I said, it's unfortunate for everybody. It's it's a tough spot. It's gonna be interesting to see how the Celtics recover, uh, rebound from this, going to training camp. And you know, that team's gonna to have to really rally around the interim head coach. And then it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, they suspend him. Are they should they fire him? Should they like what's you know, it's still going to be a funky thing. He gets suspended for the whole year, but this just never goes away, you know? So yeah. it's, it's, is it suspended and then we're getting all the facts and then we're maybe eventually going to fire you? Um, wh- whatever ends up coming out, it's going to probably be a lot larger than than we probably thought it was um, for them to make the move that, as aggressively as they made. So there's got to be some other information there. And you start to see some things starting to leak out a little bit. So, um, you know, we'll, hopefully that organization and, and the players there are able to lock in and focus. They got some good dudes there, um, you know, that are that are really hungry to win a championship. So hopefully they're able to rally around this assistant coach that's taken over and they can still have a competitive
1: season. And, and I'm I'm, thinking what's going to happen is they're probably going to let him go in July after the season. Yeah. And I, and I yeah. wonder if he's going to have interest from other, other teams. I wonder. Cause it's a, it's a tough spot because as we know we're talking about
0: you know um, you know African American coaches in sports and you know sometimes you know we know the difference you know when we make these mistakes um, how tight it can be and how hard it can be to recover from this so um, you know hopefully. Hopefully he's able to recover. It looks like he's taking some ownership and accountability in terms of when he, the statement that he put out and, and not really trying to interfere or, or make it, you know, or, or trying to make excuses. He looked like he took accountability for what he did. And that's a start. You know, it's just going to be interesting to see where his career goes from here, you know, based off of the information and data that, that, that comes out over the next few weeks.
1: I think him being a, a pop guy, he has a chance to get a job.
0: I uh, I I don't I don't think they, we've seen our the last of him coaching. You know, uh, yeah. In the NBA, the question is, will he get another NBA whole head coaching job right away, or will he have to go back and be an assistant? To then get a, that that's going to be the interesting dynamic that we're going to have to see as as more information comes out about this and and they get to the conclusion of what actually happened. I think how bad it was will probably determine how fast you know another team is able to trust in him to be a head coach.
1: Um again in the NBA. I would say this. He ain't killed nobody. He didn't beat nobody, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. I'm just like, so it was just sex. So. Yeah,
0: I think I look at what um the um and I think we froze up for a second. Who's Matt Barnes? Matt Barnes came out two days ago and was saying a lot of things in defense of uh Imei. And um, and then less than 24 hours later, got some more information, put a post out yesterday. That pulled that back and said, "Hey, I spoke too soon." So I, I think it's too it's too fast right now to be able to say, "Oh, yeah, he's going to be doing anything until this whole thing plays out and we're able to see what exactly happened." Clearly, the Celtics organization felt strong enough about the information that they had to say, "Hey, you're not coaching for the rest of the year." So th- there's got to be something more there than just that meets the eye. So you know, for them to to make a play like that. So I think as that information comes out. Then we're gonna be able to be on a, a Zoom and say, Hey, we can see him coaching next year, or hey, <laughs> it might be it for him, you know.
1: Man. So um, Neil Long, yeah. brother, knee along, my man.
0: Neil long, man. Neil long. You know, the good thing is he, he's not, he didn't walk out of the building in cuffs. So that that's a positive, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> that's yes. a positive. <laughs> that's a positive. So hopefully it's it's uh like the whole thing gets cleared up and. He's able to. One of the definitely, he's a good basketball coach. He's done some great things, um, and hopefully, he's able to get back to it, man. And Neil Long, Neil Long, hey, Neil Long, hey, Neil Long, I'm available. That's all I gotta say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's a head. He's a head coach. I'll let him. (laughs) No doubt. Now, let me ask you about your Knicks, man. Um, Did you like the moves? Are you glad that Mitchell didn't come, or are you happy you got Brunson? Talk to me about your Knicks, man.
0: Knicks, you know, we always seem to to, to be the, uh, make some poor decisions. I like the Jalen Brunson move, gives us a, style, a solid point guard. I also think he wants to be in New York, uh, being a Villanova guy, and being from the that, uh, that uh, you know, Eastern region. You know, I think he's going to take a lot of pride in being a Knicks. but long way to go there. You know, you can never get too high about the Knicks because they always give you something to get low about. So let's see what the quality looks like when they get to playing.
1: <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. I think the Knicks are probably in a group of the Hawks. Um 9, 10, 11, 12 with, with the Wizards, the the you know, Charlotte, the Hawks, right? Right in that area. So I just don't see I, I just see eight teams better than them, all of them. Even with Boston and M.A. MAUDOCA, they're still better than a lot of teams in each conference. They, they can win in spite of him not being there. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. They might now, yeah. Playoffs might, the playoffs might be a different story. During the season when nobody really scheming on you, it's just run your stuff, I think they'll be okay.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll see, man. We'll see. You know, I'm not as savvy with the Knicks roster right now as you are. I know you're you're pumped about your Atlanta Hawks uh, and seeing what they got going on there. Anytime you got Trey Young on the floor, you're going to have a chance. (laughs) His ability to stretch the floor and knock down that three um, is always going to give you an opportunity. So I'm curious to see what a lot of these teams do. Um, there's some straight-up veteran teams out there that, that are going to be really good. And then you got some teams that got some good young talent. And I think, like I said, Nick's got some good young talent. Falks still have some good young talent. They're going to be scratching. Well, so, Tia's play so them, though. That's
1: the key, cry with where playing yeah. young guys. Because <laughs> my man, Cameron, what else goes out of there? Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying nothing that he ain't already out in public.
0: Yep. He wants
1: out of New York because Tears going to play him. <laughs>
0: Well, listen, he's going to have to to, to look at those guys, and, and it's a long season, and injuries happen, and those young players bring a lot of energy. So we be interesting to see how he infuses them into to what he's trying to do.
1: And like here in Atlanta, Craft, you got Trey, Murray, Hunter, Collins. Capellos are starting five, but this is our bench. Here this out for me. <laughs> Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday, Bogdanovich, Okongwu, and Frank Kaminsky, that's our six through ten. Yeah. Then you go to Mo Harkless, Johnson from Duke, Griffin from Duke, and Tyrese Martin, who you play together, you at UConn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, a, we have a very thin bench.
0: Yeah, it's thin, it's thin. It's thin, but you do have some athleticism there. Um, you know, not a ton of shooting there, you know. Um, so they're definitely going to have to – the injury piece is going to be one that's going to be something to monitor with the Hawks. They got to stay healthy because if they get injured in their top, you know, six guys – you know, it's going to dynamically change their ability to score the basketball. And uh, I think they got some guys that they can play some defense, but, you know, putting the basketball in the hoop is going to matter as, as well. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how they're able to do that with some consistency.
1: And this is something I'm, is something I'm not to out of school. I'll tell more Harkless, we 1.5 over the tax. You getting 30, <laughs> sir, at the deadline. <laughs> I already told him this. <laughs> it's, it's like, look at our cap sheet, brother yeah you with 1.5 over is either you or holiday are going to be traded in february tax. <laughs> you know i'm a realist brother i'm a realist yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you i'm like look yeah. this, this is like we gotta put a tax i'm sorry you we, with 1.5 over you you one of you two are going to be traded away yeah deduct this tax or if we trade jc we're going to deduct the tax that way too so so where have we, mm. how how we get there we're ducking the luxury tax. Period. We're not paying the tax. <laughs> right, 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 right. So they they, 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 was like, "Dang, dang, bro!" Like, I'm telling you the truth, brother. Yeah, yeah. We ain't yeah. paying the tax. <laughs> like I, I, I told this to Chris Silver and Armani Brooks. You know we got 14 guaranteed contracts here. Y'all, y'all not making the rosters. Yeah. Y'all going yeah. to the college park? You're not going to be on the roster. 15 spot <laughs> is going to be open.
0: You 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 ma- yo listen man you you gotta get in the front office man I always tell you you gotta get you gotta get an assistant director you gotta be assistant director of player personnel or or scouting or, or, what the or whatever the case got? may be man you gotta manage the cap, you know, whatever the case may be over there, man. They gotta they gotta they gotta get you off the radio and off the, the media stuff and, and they gotta they gotta be like, hey JR man, come on in here. Let's put let's put some numbers on the board, man.
1: Hey, I'm good. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm good at this stuff. Like, I I love the cap. I know all, the, all the, I know all the trade rules. I know all of that stuff. So I could definitely be your cap guy or your CBA guy. I know all the rules. <laughs> you know, so. too funny, man. Too funny. Too funny. <laughs> yes, indeed. But craft, man. Thank you for your time today, my brother. But I do this again real soon. Best of luck to you guys, man. I'll be cheering for you guys. So uh, let's get let's get it going, man. I'll go over to short, brother.
0: Appreciate you, man. Hopefully I'll see you mid-year at some point and we'll be able to have some fun like we did last year mid-season. Hopefully without a COVID shutdown,
1: right? <laughs> Hopefully. Hey, Byron said it's over. I don't believe it, but he said it's over.
0: <laughs> Hopefully it's without a COVID shutdown, man, but looking forward to it, man. Appreciate you having me on. Hey,
1: before you go, Craft, are you all playing at Charlotte?
0: We will be at Charlotte, playing at UNC Charlotte to, um, in the second week of the season. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be we'll be down there
1: again. I make it make their trip, brother
0: come on through man i'm making the it, trip
1: man. depending on the schedule it, <laughs> what, what day is it uh i'll text you the date of that
0: game but if you could come up december 10th and we're at duke that that's the that's the, that's the one that uh i know you definitely want to get out to man so come out and see the hawks man we're going to be on the road in some really cool locations playing some great games you know across the eastern board and uh excited about it man that Charlotte game is going to be on november 14th we'll also down in uh, Virginia on November 7th to tip off the season versus Old Dominion. And then also in back in Virginia on November 25th and December 2nd playing against Virginia and Liberty. So, you know, the DMV stand up. will also be at George Mason on December 6th and playing George Washington um, down in D.C. on November 10th. So a lot of good games in the DMV area, in that North Carolina area. And uh, we're excited to be a part of uh, all these great opportunities as we continue to build this program.
1: The 14th, I'm in Milwaukee with the Bucks, unfortunately, but the 10th could work. We, we we come back from Brooklyn that morning, so <laughs> got I can you, make got that you, trip up you, the room. That might I might work. The 10th might work, brother. Come
0: on, man. Come on through, man. Come on through. See the camera, crazy. See the Hawks go out there and try to and try to pull up an upset.
1: No doubt, my brother. Craft, man. Be safe, my brother. I'll talk to you real soon, my guy.
0: Appreciate you, man. Talk to you soon.
1: To see you, man. What's up, family? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league from the MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting. Props and futures. Head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50 B L E A V 50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online for the Game Starts, who's a proud sponsor of the Boss Man Show on your radio.